Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. My God, glory. Hallelujah. Right, Romans chapter 8. Are we there? So I will be reading verse 6. Verse 6, which says, For to be carnally minded is death. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So the title of my message today is Life and Peace. Life and Peace. In Jesus' name, Amen. Right. So, in this world that we are living in, a person can either be carnal or spiritual. Carnal or spiritual. So, when a person is carnally minded, that basically means that person is carnal. That person is living a carnal life. And when a person is spiritually minded, then that person is living a spiritual life. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. So the state of your mind, because here we are talking about being carnally minded or being spiritually minded. The state of your mind, whether it's carnal or spiritual, the state of your mind determines the quality of life that you will live. It determines the type of life that you are going to live. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. So when I'm talking about the quality of life, Many people might run to say, I'm talking about money. I'm not talking about money. Because a person can have all the money that they, they, they can have in this life. But their quality of life is still what? Is still bad. Are you getting what I'm saying? Their quality of life is not good. For example, money does not guarantee you peace. Money does not guarantee you happiness. So the state of your mind plays a crucial factor in the kind or the quality of life that you live. So when we're talking about the carnal mind, right, we want to talk about the carnal mind. The reason why we want to talk about the carnal mind or the spiritual mind is that God wants you to live the life that he has planned for you. He does not want you to live, uh, you know, uh, a life that is full of regrets. He, he doesn't want you to live a life that is full of worry. He does not want you to live a tormented life. But he wants you to live a life that is what? Full of peace. In Jesus' name, amen. He wants you to live that kind of life that is planned for you. So when we are talking about the carnal mind, the word carnal simply means flesh, for example. 
So when someone is carnally minded, that person is controlled by the flesh. That person is controlled by animal instincts. Are you getting what I'm saying here? You are controlled by the flesh. The things that you do in life, they are dictated by the flesh. What the flesh wants is what you do. So that is a carnally minded person. A carnal mind is not subject to the word of God. A carnal mind is not subject to the law of God. In other words, a person who has a carnal mind will not hear the word of God. A person who has a carnal mind will not obey. Even if the word goes in, in the right ear, it will get out the left ear. They are not able to receive the word of God and they are not able to obey it because they are of a carnal mind. Then the Bible tells us that a person who has a carnal mind cannot please God because how can they please God when they are not able to obey God? How can they please God when they are not able to walk with God? Because a carnal person cannot walk with God. Now, every person who has not been born again, every non-believer has a carnal mind. Are you getting what I'm saying? They have a carnal mind. They are controlled by their flesh. They are controlled by the senses. They are controlled by what they perceive. That is what makes them uh, do the decisions that they do. Because if they were controlled, you know, uh, 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 by a spiritual mind, then the way they live is quite different. But now because they are controlled by the flesh, they are controlled by the senses, they lead what is called a carnal life. They lead a life that does not please God. In Jesus' name, amen. A carnal man walks by sight. That's why I'm saying they are controlled by the senses. They walk by sight. What they see is what determines their life. What they see is what determines the way they live. A person can be very intelligent. A person can be a genius, but still be carnal. Because they are controlled by the appetites of the flesh. They are controlled by the desires of the flesh. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, the carnal mind, as the Bible says, it leads to death. Because the Bible says to be carnally minded is death. To be carnally minded leads to death. In other words, it can never lead anyone to life. If you are controlled by your feelings, if you are controlled by your flesh, you can never be happy. Because in the flesh dwells what is called the lust of the flesh. The flesh is always lasting after things. You can never have enough. That's why even the billionaires of today, they can never have enough. They are always lasting for more. That is what carnal desires are like. So they will never live, uh, lead, I mean, anyone to life. They can never lead anyone to peace. 
but they will lead to death. The last of the flesh will always lead someone to sin. And then the Bible says, sin leads to what? To death. But how can someone be delivered from that carnal mind? How can someone be delivered from being controlled by the desires of the flesh? The Bible says, we thank God for the Lord Jesus Christ. Because when he offered himself on the cross and died for all of us and then rose again on the third day, those who received the gift of life, they were set free from the power of sin. They were set free from the carnal mind. They were born again. They received that power that they need to live a victorious life through the Holy Spirit which is in them. They were set free from the sin nature. So when a person has been set free from the sin nature and the Holy Spirit has come into their life, now they are able to live a life of peace. They are able to live a, a, a life that God has planned for them, God has designed for them. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. So we talked about the carnal man. Let's talk a bit now about the spiritual man. So basically when we are talking about the spiritual mind, we are saying it is a mind that is controlled by the Holy Spirit. It is a mind that is influenced by the Holy Spirit. Influenced by the Holy Spirit. It is a mind that is spiritual instinct. So it's very different from the carnal the canal is controlled by the flesh. And then the Bible says, in our flesh dwells no good thing. But in the spirit, that's where all good things are. Because the spirit of God is good. So when we were regenerated, when we were born again, when the Holy Spirit came into our life, then we now have those spiritual instincts that are good. That come from the Spirit. So we have the things that are good coming from the Spirit. And the things that are not good coming from the flesh. So the mind becomes the battleground. So if your mind becomes the battleground. Now the question is, is your mind carnally minded or spiritually minded? If it is carnally minded then the Bible says it will lead you to death. But if your mind is spiritually minded, then it's life and peace for you. There is life and more life. There is peace and more peace if you are spiritually minded. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So a mind that is spiritual is a mind that is subject to the word of God. It's a mind that is subject to the laws of God. It is a mind that is able to be led by the Spirit of God. Are you being led by the Spirit of God? Are you hearing the word? Is it entering into you? Are you able to obey the word of God? Are you able to walk with Jesus? Because a spiritually minded person is a person who pleases God. 
is a person who what? Who pleases God. A spiritually minded person is a person who puts God first. Who puts the things of God first. They are always in the word. They are always in prayer. They are always seeking spiritual things. If you look at an unbeliever, do, you, do they always seek spiritual things? They don't. When you see them uh, uh, looking for spiritual things, they will probably be looking for a solution to the problems they have. But to be spiritual is not to, to seek for solutions or to seek for spiritual solutions. To be spiritual is to be in a relationship with God. To be spiritual is to walk with God. And when you walk with God, then there is life because God is life. The Spirit is life. When you walk with God, then the peace of God will be in your life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So, every person who is born again has been enabled to walk in the Spirit. Because a person who has been born again is now living in the Spirit, isn't it? They are living in the Spirit. And they are enabled to walk. Because when we are talking about walking, that is something that is practical. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's practical. So, a person who is living in the Spirit is able to what? To practically walk in the Spirit. They are enabled to practically walk. And when you practically walk in the Spirit, you should be able to manifest the life of God. Ah, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You should be able to manifest the life of God. You must walk even as he walked. Are you getting what I'm saying here? Because Jesus is the very definition of a spiritually minded person. So when we are looking at what a spiritual, spiritually minded person is like, then we must look at Jesus and we must learn from him. He is a person who was always about the father's business. He was a person who always wanted to please God in everything that he did. And he was always the, saying, the father is with me. The father is pleased in me. Because he always wanted to please him. He was always looking to obey God in everything that he did. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So spiritual people are people who walk by faith. Look at this. A carnally minded person walks by sight, what they can see. But a spiritual person walks by faith. In other words, they are not controlled by their senses. They are not controlled by what they see or what they perceive. They are controlled by faith. They walk by faith. What they say, what they decide, is determined by what God has said in their life. It is determined by what the word of God is saying into their life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Just think of it. Are there things that you are seeing right now? Or are the things that you have heard that are controlling you? That are controlling your behavior? That are controlling the way you perceive life? 
Because some people will say life is not worth living because of what they are seeing or what they have had or what they are experiencing in life. But that is being controlled by what you see. That is being controlled by the senses. My God, in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Hallelujah. We thank God electricity is back, isn't it? We thank God. So that is being controlled by the senses, by what we see. But then the Bible is saying that will lead you to death, not life. That will lead you to a mind of turmoil, not peace. Because it's only a spiritually minded person who is being led to life and who is being led to peace. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. The spiritual mind leads to what? To life and peace. It leads to true life and true peace as defined by God himself. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, why is it important? Why is it so important to be spiritually minded? There is a verse that I want to read to you right now from John chapter 6, verse 63. The Bible says, It is the spirit that quickeneth. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. It is the spirit that, what, that gives life. My God. So the spirit gives life. But the flesh cannot give life. You see why it's so dangerous to be what? Carnally minded. Because there is no life that can come from the flesh. Life can only come from the spirit. These are the words of Jesus. He said it's only the spirit that gives life. The flesh, the words he used, he said, it profits nothing. There is no profit in the flesh. There is no profit in following the desires of your flesh. Fulfilling the desires of your flesh leads to death. But fulfilling the desires of your spirit will lead you to life. So we have a lot of people right now who say, I don't need to believe in Christ. I don't need to go to church. But you are being carnally minded. That leads to death. That leads to death. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. So when you follow the from death to death, you are moving from death to death. But if you follow the spirit, then you are moving from life to life. The Bible says we are changed from glory to glory into the image of Christ. It may seem slow, but the process is going on. Look at yourself. Did you grow... Uh, 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 very quickly from when you were born. It took time for you to be what? To be where you are right now. For you to be 30 years old, it took time. You had to be born. You had to be 5 years old. 
You had to be 10 years old. You had to be 15. You had to be 20. It took time. So it might seem slow, but you are making progress. Every day as you seek spiritual things, you are being changed from glory to glory. You are being moved from one level of life to another level of life. You are being moved from one uh, quality of life to another quality of life. As I said, never compare yourselves to people who are in the world. They may have all things they may have. They may be brilliant, but they are still carnal. If they have not embraced the spiritual life that comes from God. Their lives are pathetic. Even though they may have all things that they need, or that, they may, that may satisfy their flesh. But as I said, the flesh will never have enough. It will always want more. So there is no satisfaction. There is no peace. <laughs> In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Right. Job 33 verse 4 says, The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty has given me life. The breath of the Almighty has given me life. As I said, the Spirit is the only one which gives life. The Holy Spirit. And here, Jesus, in the previous verse that we read, Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Words. So he's saying, my words are spirit and my words are life. And the verse that we read in Job, it says, it is the spirit of God that has given me life. So when Jesus spoke, his words were full of the Spirit of God. So because they were full of the Spirit of God, his words were full of life. They were life-giving words. That's why when he says, be healed, right? That efficacy, the Spirit was in the words. When he says, rise up and walk, his words were spirit, they were life. When he said to the lepers, be cleansed, the words had spirit in them. The words were alive. That's why he's saying, my words, they are spirit and they are life. So, when a spiritual man speaks, even his uh, or her words, they give life. Because the same spirit that was on Christ is the same spirit that is upon us. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Hallelujah. So, your words must always carry life. Your words must always carry spirit in them. Don't speak words that bring death. Speak words that bring life. If you are spiritually minded, you are moving from life to life. If you are carnally minded, death to death. You know, a person who is carnally minded will always speak against himself or against yourself. 
They always speak words that will work against themselves. Because there is no life in the words that they are speaking. You know, words are very important. Words are very important. Because if you are not spiritually minded, then you don't have awesome thoughts and you also not have awesome words. Because thoughts are a product of the mind. Imagine. So a carnal mind will have carnal thoughts. And if you have carnal thoughts, you also have carnal words. Your words will not be what? Awesome. And if you don't think awesome words, and if you don't speak awesome words, what happens? You create a breach in the spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You create a breach. This is what Proverbs uh, uh, 15 verse 4 says. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. But perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. Perverseness therein is what? A breach in the spirit. So a tongue that always speaks right words, the Bible is saying is a tree of life. Why a tree of life? Because it brings life to you. Ask yourself and say, what do I speak? What do I speak? Do I even speak? I'm not talking about prayer. I'm talking about speaking. Do you speak? Do you declare? Do you decree? Do you make confessions about the truth of the word? Do you say I'm not weak, I'm strong? Even when you feel weak. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. At one time, I was going to preach, but I was not feeling very well. I had a headache, and my body was feeling weak. Of course, it's a, it's a body, isn't it? It's flesh. So it can feel weak, isn't it? But you know what I say? I said, I'm not weak, I'm strong. I'm not weak, I'm strong. So even when I stood up to speak, I, feel, I, I still felt weak in my body. I still felt that headache. But I said, I am going to preach because I'm not weak, but I'm strong. So the moment I began to speak, guess what? I felt no headache. <laughs> and I felt not, I didn't feel any weak anymore. But I felt the strength of the Lord coming into me. I felt the anointing of the Lord coming upon me. And I began to speak powerfully. Standing in, not in my own strength, but in the strength of the Lord. But after I finished the preaching, and I got back into my car. Then I felt what? Weak. And I felt that headache. It was there. But when I stood to preach, I didn't feel it. 
So sometimes it's what is the state of your mind. It's the confession that we have. I'm not weak. I'm strong. I'm not poor. I am rich. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. But perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. You know, this is very similar to what Proverbs 6, verse 2 says. It says, Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. You know what a snare is? A snare is a trap. So the Bible is saying you are trapped by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. That is why I am stressing on positive confession in your life. Confess positively. Don't think about defeat. Think about winning. Even if the situation seems as if you are defeated, say I am a winner. Because if you speak wrongly, you are taken by the words of your mouth. You are trapped by the words of your mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. So in the previous verse that we talked about, it says perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. Perverseness. If the words that you speak are perverse, then it will cause a breach in the spirit. What is a breach? <laughs> you know, a breach is a gap that is made violently, for example. Something has been breached. You know, in the old days, uh, uh, we had castles or cities that were protected by walls. So if the enemy breaches the walls, and again, if they knock down the walls, then they've made a breach. They've made a gap violently. So because they've made a gap, they are now able to gain access into the city or access into the castle. So the enemy has gained access by making a breach. But if you use words wrongly, if your tongue is not wholesome, then you will make that breach yourself. And the enemy will simply enter walking in. He does not need to make the breach. You know, when we look at the man called John, the Bible says God had made a hedge around him, a spiritual hedge, that the devil could not touch him. But when the hedge was removed, then Satan gained access into his life. So you are protected by a spiritual hedge if you are a child of God. But if you use words wrongly, you make a breach in the spirit. The devil will not make it. You make it. Then he is able to gain access into your life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. So when you make a breach in the spirit, sometimes you wonder what is happening to you. You start to have wrong thoughts. 
even the mindset, you, you, you no longer think correctly. Do you know there are people who don't think correctly? I'm not saying they are mad. They are perfectly fine people, but they don't think correctly. They don't reason correctly. Because there is more carnality in their minds than the spiritual. You can even begin to have suicidal thoughts in your life. Because your mind is in turmoil. Do you know what a mind can be in turmoil? Your mind is raging. Have you ever seen, you know, when the sea is raging? Waves and all that. Your mind is raging. Your mind is full of turmoil. Why? There is a breach in the spirit. You are allowing the devil to put all kinds of sinister thoughts. Thoughts that are not right. Suicidal thoughts. Do you know about the... <laughs> When you have a breach in the spirit, sometimes you even think that everyone is against you. Think about it. Everyone is against you. Even someone who is not, you think they are against you. If they say something, you always be looking into, you know, behind the words. <laughs> even when I say something nice, you might even say, ha! Why is he saying that? You are always looking for ulterior motives because you are no longer thinking right. Everything is suspect. A carnal mind. But a spiritual mind, the Bible says, it always thinks good. It doesn't even think evil about someone else. My God, are you hearing what I'm saying? It does not think evil. That's what the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 13. When it's talking about love, remember, a person who loves is a spiritually minded person. This was. And then the Bible says, love thinks no evil. Do you think evil sometimes about other people? Are your thoughts not good about other people? The Bible is saying you must always think good about other people. In Jesus' name, amen. It speaks about the state of your mind. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't be a person who always complains. Don't be a person who always worries. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Complains and worries. They don't go hand in hand with a spiritual mind. No. They go hand in hand with the carnal mind. Remember, I said a person who is in Christ is a person who has been enabled to walk in the spirit. But because they are not giving due diligence to their life, they will continue to what? To walk with the carnal mind, even though they are what? They are in the church. Because at one time when Paul, when he was speaking to the Corinthians, he said, you are babies in the spirit. I cannot speak to you uh, in a spiritual manner. I cannot speak to you spiritual things because you are babies. You are still carnal. You are still sold under sin. So there are some things that are not spoken to people because they are still babies. You wait for them to grow up. You wait for them to come out of their carnality. 
You wait for them to come out from their carnal minds. You wait for them to be liberated. Ah. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You wait for them to be liberated. Then you are able to speak to them spiritually. Paul said, I cannot speak to you. You are still babies. You still reason like babies. You still think like babies. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. You know, there's a preacher who said, you don't have trouble. All you need is faith. Sometimes the troubles that we have in our life, we make them like Mount Kilimanjaro. When they are not even little use. There are people with the real problems in life that you cannot even compare them to what you are facing. But the problem is you make every little you a mountain. The preacher here said you don't have trouble. All you need is faith. So when you come to God, God is not looking for complaints from you. God does not want to hear your complaints. He does not want to hear your worries. God wants to see faith in your life. And because you have faith, even though you are in the midst of problems, you have peace in your life. Because the peace is based on your faith in God. Jesus said, in me, you shall have peace. In me, you shall have peace. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You know, the life that we have been called to live as Christians in this world, it is a different kind of life from the life that the world is living. And a spiritually minded person is able to live that life that God has planned for them. At one time, Jesus said to the apostles, go and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. In Acts chapter 5, verse 20. Go and speak the words of this life. This new kind of life that Jesus had, what? had brought into the world. There is already a life that people are living. But Jesus brings in a new kind of life. And then he says, go and tell the people all the words about this life. They need to know about this life so that they live this life. But that kind of life can only be lived by people who are spiritually minded. That's why the Bible is saying to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So this life and peace is the life and peace that comes only through Christ. But we must be able to walk in the spirit to be able to what of life. To walk in that kind of peace. To walk in that kind of and the quality of life, my God, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So if we are not able to walk in the spirit, we are robbed of that quality of life that Jesus promised us. We are robbed of that peace that Jesus promised us. You know, the apostles were persecuted. They lived a persecuted life, but they were happy. They were beaten up, 
But they were what? They were happy. They had nothing to their name because they were always going around preaching. But yet, their joy was full. But my question is, why don't you have joy in your life? Why are you not happy in your life? Be joyful. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. The Bible says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord. Let us see that joy in your life. Let us see that peace. Let us see that quality of life that comes from you having a relationship with Jesus. You know, people who have a relationship with Jesus, they are easy to notice. They are easy to see. Because they are always joyful. In Christ. <laughs> they are not joyful in anything else. They are joyful in Christ. You know, right now, there are a lot of things that I don't have on this earth. But I, guess what? I'm happy. I'm happy. If you ask me right now, is there anything that you want? There are a lot of things that I want that I don't have. There are a lot of things that I cannot afford with the money that I have right now. But guess what? I'm happy. I'm happy in Christ. I'm happy because I'm living that quality of life that God said I must live. I'm happy because I have the peace of God. My God in Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Do you know that there is a, a picture that I saw that uh, touched my heart, you know. You know, in life, sometimes you may feel like giving up because there are too many things, there are too many pressures that you are facing, right? You feel like you want to give up. But there's a picture that I saw that inspired me. You know, this picture, you had a tree, right? And on that tree, there was a branch, right? On top there, there was a branch. Then there was a monkey that was holding on to that branch with one hand. Are you getting this? And the other hand was holding another smaller monkey. But this smaller monkey was not holding on any branch of the tree. Are you getting this? So that means the smaller monkey was dependent on the other bigger monkey that was holding on to the branch for its survival. Now, you, ask, uh, you tell me now, if the bigger monkey had let go, of that uh, branch, then what would have happened? If that bigger monkey just let go, he was not going to die only himself, but even that other little monkey that was dependent on him. So whenever you feel like giving up, think about the people that are dependent on you. Think about the people that will also die along with you. Just imagine a father who says, you know what? Ah, my work is too hard. I will stop working. What about your children? They will die of hunger. Ah, you know, my money is, is uh, you know, there are, there are a lot of people who have responsibilities such that even the money they have is not enough to do what they want. You want to build a house, but the money is not enough 
when you get the money at the end of the month, it's used up. Because there are a lot of things that you have to use it for. But we have to say, no, I have to stop working. Because if you stop working, you won't even have the money to pay rent. You won't even have money for school fees. You won't even have uh, money to help others that are dependent on you. You have a lot of people that are dependent, but you have to keep on holding on. Think about that. <laughs> In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So sometimes, you know, I, I'm speaking to people out there. You may not like your father, for example. But think of it. If your father falls, you also fall with him. You may not like your mother, but if your mother falls, you will fall with your mother. Because you are dependent on her. We are interdependent. We are dependent on each other. And sometimes we must learn to feel for each other. Come on. You must learn to feel for each other. The Lord will give you strength and the Lord will bless you. Sometimes it may take time, but the Lord is with you. The psalmist, say, the psalmist says, The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. That is what the Lord will do. As long as you keep walking with him. As long as you keep walking with the Lord. The Lord is saying he will bless you. The Lord will bless you with what? With peace. You know, not having peace in your life, that is the portion of the wicked. It's not a portion of a child of God. It's not. I'm saying peace is your portion. That is what is in the word, isn't it? That is what is written in the word. 